One of the early battles Christianity faced was with a movement called Pelagianism, which was started by a 5th century British cleric by the name of Pelagius who fled Rome at the time uh, that it fell and went down to northern Africa. Pelagius spoke highly of Christ, but argued that the way to get right with God was by following Christ's example. He made much of the call that is incumbent upon us to be holy. Augustine, great church leader, was there to say to Pelagius, some of what you're saying is certainly right. We should try to be holy. But you're missing the main point. We don't reach up to God. We accept the fact that he reaches down to us. We cannot earn God's favor by our own holiness. It's simply not possible. We are redeemed not by following Christ's example in the end, but by Christ's death in our place. Jesus did for us what we are unable to do for ourselves. He fulfilled the law. He was perfect. He died in our place. God reached down. The way forward is to hide ourselves in the sacrificial death of Jesus Christ. It's not to hope that our good outweighs our bad. It's to agree with God that it doesn't, to confess our sins, to repent, to agree with God that we're broken, and to ask for his grace and mercy. Today, as we end, um, we have a chance to do that. We're here to proclaim again that Christianity is not this I do, but this he did. And so as we leave, I'm going to invite you to do three things. First, in a moment... Uh, to pierce your red card with the nail that you were given, stating in a symbolic way that it is your sin that led to Christ's death on the cross, but that Christ bore that sin upon the cross on his body. Second, to set that nail-pierced card at the foot of the cross. And then third, to leave in silence. Of course, you have the option to hold on to your red card and to slip quietly away when your row is dismissed. But I hope you don't. I do want you to understand that there is uh, one caveat, a catch, if you will. If you set these sins at the cross, you are required to leave them there. You don't get them back. You can't feel guilty about them going forward. When I was a college pastor, we would do something like this. We would invite the college students to write their sins on a piece of paper, and then during a song or during a period of silence, they were invited to come up to the cross and to nail that sin uh, to the cross. And then afterwards, I would collect all those strips of paper, and uh, I would somehow dispose of them. One year, I decided that I would collect them all in a bag, and I recruited a friend, take me out to the middle of Bellingham Bay. We put them in the bag, we put some rocks in the bag, and we threw it over the side. And I told the students, if you want your guilt back, you have to get your card back. It's at the bottom of the bay. Good luck. If you want to feel separated from God by that sin, you need to go back and get that piece of paper back because that's not the way it works. Christ takes that upon himself. We're not allowed to think that somehow we're bigger than Christ's action. In Psalm 103, we're told that God 
separates us from our sins as far as the east is from the west. So be forewarned. You do not get your guilt back if you give it to Christ. Christ. 